So we're going to talk to Dean Margetz. He's about to join us on uh, the program in just a moment. You can join us anytime on the Tempera Bedshed text machine. Come and join us. Love to have a chat to you. Or uh, you can, as I said, text 0487 736 736. The Scarborough Toyota open line is there for you. And uh, they buy and service all makes and models down there at Scarborough Toyota, 131255. Dean Margetz, a man that umpired 377 AFL games. That's a heck of uh, a performance, uh, joins us on the program now. Hello, Dean. G'day, Peter. How are you? Good. Yourself? Uh, back almost into the swing of things. I suppose you are in the swing of things with the season uh, fast approaching in your role, the WAFL and WAFLW umpiring operations manager. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not a winter sport anymore, is it, Pete? We've got um, the Waffle W pre-season competition starting this weekend, and we've had plenty of um, club visits with scratch matches and intra-club things happening since probably... Late January, so um, it's a 10-month-of-the-year sport now, Pete. Yeah, interesting. I was going through the history of the rule changes in Australian rules football over time, dating back to when it all started back in 1858, and there were some major changes spasmodically during, you know, the 150 years and plus of the game, but I've never seen so many changes, like probably since around about... 2006, maybe 2011 to present day. And most of it has involved umpiring and, of course, the protection of the player. As you look back now and also assess where footy is at regarding the player protection and the protection and respect of the umpires, are you comfortable with the evolution of football? Yeah, I think so. I think the, the, the competition sort of heavyweights have certainly made the tweaks and interpretational changes to certainly protect the players and the welfare. And obviously... At the game's highest level of the AFL, that's where it starts. It obviously trickles right through to community footy and, and all the grassroots footy. Look, I think the most significant changes, Pete, recently have been like the 666 and the stand rule. They've been certainly you know, massive um, changes to the fabric of our game. The fullback running out of the goal square without kicking it to himself, all those sort of subtleties that have certainly changed. But now, when we look back on them, it's almost they've been forgotten and they're just part of the game. So I think the best part about our game is players and coaches and umpires and supporters just adapt to the changes very quickly and um, we get on with the game and here we are with a pretty good product, I reckon. Yeah, it is a good product and as we know, players will have now a greater duty of care to avoid high contact when attempting to smother opponents after, of course, the AFL rule change was confirmed yesterday and this is on the back end of the fallout to Collingwood defender Braided Maynard's controversial tribunal case uh, during the 2023 finals. Is it a fine line? It's funny, isn't it? We've made a, a rule change on an incident which I've, I reckon I've seen once in maybe 10 years. So uh, I guess we were talking about that in the office today at work and someone made the point was if that player um, was maybe a Christian Petraka or a Jack Viney and, uh, and, and not sort of um, Brace who had the concussion issues, would the player maybe just bounce back up on mm. that incident? Possibly. So it is a significant change to the rule. But what I would say to people out there in, in footy land listening to your program, Pete, is I can't see it being a major issue because we just don't see it very often. And I umpire in the country footy quite a few games a weekend now, and I've never seen it. Um, so I don't think it's going to be something we'll see you know, weekly, that's for sure. But players need to stay grounded these days if they are going to institute a bump, correct? Shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as yeah, simple sure. as that. There's no doubt about that. 
But sometimes the ball may not be in a position where you need to keep your, your feet grounded if you're contesting it in trying to take an opposition player away from the contest. As I said, uh, yeah. there's going to be a lot of judgment by everybody in the game to determine whether the player makes the right call or not. Mm. Oh, I agree. I mean, I think with the Maynard one, it looked to me like he had every intention to sort of, you know, smother the ball. But then he realised, gee, I've, I've committed quite high here. I've got to sort of worry about my protection and my landing. And, of course, he unfortunately landed on, on um, Brayshaw's head and then the concussion was the outcome. So, as I say, I, I can't see that being a massive issue week in, week out because I just don't recall seeing it that often. Laura Kane at the AFL explained the rules. And one thing I found quite interesting in what she said regarding tackling. And as we know, the head is sacrosanct, and we've seen some tackles, whether it be the sling tackle or other tackles where players have uh, fallen to the turf and their head has made contact with the turf mm. and hence may have been concussed or partly concussed. Mm. Her explanation was when you tackle somebody and you start bringing him to the ground... You've got to do it almost, she said, slowly to make sure that the player doesn't get hurt. How are you going to control that in the fast and furious and hurly-burly of an Australian rules football game? Yeah, no, it's a tricky one. But I think what she's trying to articulate there is more just the momentum of the tackle. I think what we've seen in some tackles, Pete, is you know, a larger player on a smaller player, they wrap them up and they know they've got them in a pretty vulnerable position and there's that second action and that sort of driving force into the ground. I think the rule and the interpretation is aligned to des- uh, designed to certainly protect the head in that scenario. So I don't think a player who's got full momentum up in the one motion has got anything to worry about. It's just those secondary actions. Look, unfortunately, our game is 360 and very combative and there's going to be sometimes injuries and I guess tribunals will work through that. But... Uh, again, I don't see it being a major problem in our game because, again, we don't see it that often. Can you recall many during the season in 2023? I can't. No. No, fair call. Fair call. Mm. But there's always the first one. As I said, uh, you made a very interesting point in the first conversation or in the first answer that you've only experienced a rule change based on one incident or a player incurring uh, a penalty only once before, Mm. before Braden Maynard. That's not saying... It could not happen again in the foreseeable future. 100%. But now they've put the rule in place, I think more pay, you know, more players be sort of more cognizant of you know what the outcome could be. And like you said too, Pete, and, and rightly so, if you stay grounded, you've got less likely of having an issue with a, with a bump or a smother that could um, end not great for the, um, for the opponent. What about the other one? Straight arm blocks will be permitted in a ruck contest provided the player contests mm. the ball. Can you just elaborate a bit more on how that looks? Yeah, sure. So last season, any ruckman who would put a straight arm out into the chest or uh, into the body of an opponent would be a free kick as a block. Um, So I think what they've done now is that to keep consistency with the marking contest, where if you and I are going up in a marking contest, but I could sort of hold my ground and keep you at bay so I could mark the ball. Um, So to make, I guess, it easy for the players and the umpires to take that ambiguity out of the game, um, they can just make it simple where... If you've got your eye on the ball in the contest, you're in that ruck contest, and you do make that straight arm block, then it will be play on and a free kick won't be paid. Whereas last season, it would have been paid, you know, absolutely every time. And the other one that's bizarre for me, and you umpired 377 (laughs) AFL games, is whistling from the interchange bench is prohibited. Uh, What the hell does that mean? (laughs) That's a good question, because I'm not sure myself. I haven't got the full explanation on that one, but... I think what it is is um, interchange. Um, obviously, bench coaches are sometimes whistling for players to come off for their rotations, and I can only assume some feedback is 
players are thinking that it might be the umpire's whistle. Now, I've heard people whistle in the straight, Pete, and I haven't heard any of them sound like an umpire's whistle, to be fair. So, um, and how do you manage it? How does someone then say, oh, it's the person in the front row whistling and not me? And who's policing it? Is it the umpire? Is there a whistle police there? I'm not exactly sure. So I, I'm going to Melbourne next weekend for a meeting um, on some stuff. So, Pete, I'll, I'll try and come back with an explanation on the whistling. I've never, and we have effects microphones <laughs> in radio and TV, I don't think I've ever heard rampant yeah. whistling coming from the interchange bench. That was, that was quite bizarre oh. when it uh, was handed down yesterday. Yeah, I agree, 100%. And like I say, I, I've spent time along the boundary line. I can't recall ever hearing too much whistling. Um, I've certainly heard a bit of feedback from the fans, absolutely, but certainly not whistling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean, uh, Darren has uh, texted us through on the temper at Bedshed text machine. Ask your guest uh, the advantages of the stand rule if you're playing with 16 or less players. Of course, there's some competition where you play with reduced numbers of players. But your thoughts on the stand rule, you were saying it earlier, you feel that it's uh, worked okay and and the uh, the system has uh, basically incorporated yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's worked okay. I think what we just want to see in footy is consistent laws and interpretation across all um, levels of footy, but AFL, country, waffle, if that's the rule, we should all play it. Because most people watch AFL, and I know in, the, in some country leagues that I umpire in, some leagues have it and some don't, so it becomes quite confusing. But I just think what it does is it allows the... the the team with the ball, that free run, um, that free carry. And I guess um, um, Steve Hawking's rationale was that's just try and free the Sharon. So more open play, more scoring. I think if that's the advantage of the stand rule, then we should be encouraging it. And what about the microchip in the football on the back mm. end of the Adelaide Crows controversy? I know Laura Kane has spoken yeah. about that today. We'll feature the audio in just a moment. Uh, sure. Do you think that is going to be the next step? Yeah, possibly. Um, we had, obviously, Brett Rosebery in town um, last week um, doing a fair bit of work over here um, on umpire information, and he sort of mentioned that um, you could actually sort of feel it in the ball. Like, when you bounced the ball, you knew something was in there, almost like a, a broken sort of valve off a pump. So I think there's a bit of uh, refinement maybe needed. But I'm of the view that, yes, we know there was a mistake made. We know um, it shouldn't have happened. But in the swings and roundabouts sort of a 24-round season, quarter by quarter, contest by contest, is that what we want in our game? Oh, I'm not so sure. Mm. I, I still think we've got that beautiful human element of the umpires, the players, the coaches. We're all going to make some blues. Players will, umpires will, coaches will pull bad decisions off in the coach's box. So um, I don't want to lose the human touch of our officiating. So I'm still not convinced on that one, Pete. So do you think the lawmakers of Australian rules football are a bit too reactive to criticism or individual situations? I think at times, yes, because like I say, when did we have only one of those incidents this year that was significant? I think we did. Now, unfortunately, yes, it cost Adelaide Crows a you know, position in the final eight. We get that. And it was the last game or the last quarter of the last season. So it's very front of mind. So when all your reviews and your conversations post-season, that's all you want to talk about. But the, the incident that happened in round six in Tasmania, are we talking about that? Probably not. So I think you've got to keep things in perspective and no, I mean, Jeff Geeshan once told us in a coaching session years ago that we make probably 3,000-odd transactions in a match, Pete. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of decisions. That's a lot of things to sort of compute and process and digest. So I don't think we need to necessarily make blanket rule changes on one incident. Let's just get some data. Let's build it up. And if there was a trend and we had 15 of them, 
Absolutely, but for now, oh, I think we just let it sit where it sits. And finally, uh, Dean Margetz, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Uh, we love talking to you here on uh, Sports Day WA. Now, Laura Kane also came out and was asked a question about the bounce. That is, yep. uh, whether it will stay around Australian rules <laughs> football for years to come. And she basically came out categorically and said, it's staying for the time being. So what that time being will yeah. be, uh, it could maybe still stay when we thought maybe 12 months ago it was on its way out through the exit gate. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed to hear that because a, a couple of seasons ago... Because you were we saying were last year, you were yeah. saying last year, you were okay with the bounce to go because it would have yep. put the umpire in a more comfortable scenario yep. Uh, out That's on correct. the ground, particularly when you're trying to recruit new umpires that were yes. fearful if they didn't bounce it properly, then they they yep. wouldn't take up the art. But she's saying today yeah. that she believes that the bounce will stay. Yeah, I'm not so sure I agree with Laura on that one. I mean, two or three seasons ago, I'm sure the AFL were quite close to making a decision on removing it to the point where we got feedback that they probably would. So I made the decision with you know the support of our competition, the Waffles, that we would remove it. So the bounce is no longer the waffle, and I haven't had one person come up to me in the street or at a game or an umpire say, we miss it. Um, so I think it's worked, and it's lessened the barriers. It, any umpire who says bouncing makes them a better decision-maker, I think would be kidding themselves. It has the, their heads up on a, on, a, on a right platform and pay decisions, and I don't want to see good decision-makers um, stressed out or having anxious moments in games because of the bounce. Um, I... You know, Brett Roseby, again, was over here last week and he made the point that he feels like he's a better umpire when he doesn't need to bounce and he's the best umpire in the, in the land. So mm. if we're taking feedback from the experts, then maybe the competition should maybe um, be a bit more open to those debates, I think, yeah. So, Dean, just to clarify, the bounce will not exist at the WAFL level, yet will exist at the AFL yep. level, which is the yep. elite level. Yep, so that, uh, that, and that makes a correct. mockery of the... Uh, the rules of the game in some ways, doesn't it? Where there's a section of the football community that outlaws the bounce yeah. and yet there's the elite who say, no, it'll stay. Yeah, no, well, you're right. It, it, we'd love to have it all the same. And we try and align ourselves with the AFL as much as we can for that, that consistency for when umpires go on national championships or, or get elbowed to the AFL. Um, but again, I'm, I'm responsible for the umpires in WA and I'm obviously responsible for you know supporting the waffle competition. And we felt that it was the right time. Um, and the feedback has been really positive. And I, I always use the view too, Pete, if it rained for 24 rounds in the season, we'd throw it up and no one would say a word. We'd just get on with the game. Mm, of so mm. um, I, I hope in time the AFL might shift on that, um, if that's what Laura's saying, then that's okay. Um, but we're comfortable where it sits with us, and um, our umpires um, are better for it, I think, and hopefully um, um, the game will just continue to evolve and um, we get on with it. And uh, finally, numbers good in the umpiring ranks heading into a brand-new season at all levels? Yeah, really positive. Um, recruitment's been really strong. Um, I've got 186 umpires on the books at, at Waffle, so we've had all our development squad and talent academy umpires back at training the last two weeks, and they're, they're burning the track up. And like I say, the W pre-season starts this week, albeit in some warm conditions, Pete, but I've been really proud of our group, how they've applied themselves in their training and their pre-season, and they're just looking forward to putting on the green shirt, blowing some whistles, and more often than not, hopefully pulling the right run and getting those right decisions. Good on you, Dean. Doing a great job down there for football in this state. And, of course, you're an outstanding umpire in your time as well. And thanks for joining us on the program. Thanks, Pete. Always appreciate your support of the umpire. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Uh, Dean Margetts joining us here. What do you think about some of the issues uh, that Dean had to say? Were you surprised that uh, Laura Kane came out today saying that the bounce will stay in the AFL? As I said, about this time last year, 
heading into a uh, the 2023 season. And because uh, at times some of the umpires really struggled with the bounce, there was a call to get rid of it altogether. And I must admit, I was one that thought in 2024, when they were reviewing the rule changes of the last season, that uh, the bounce would have left uh, the game of football, even though it's been part and parcel of it over 100 years. I thought the bounce was gone. Dean thought the bounce was gone, but it will stay in the AFL. Yet, if you go to a waffle game, uh, the umpires will be throwing it up regardless of where they are on the field. Interesting. Give us your thoughts on the uh, temper text machine. 0487 736 736. Or give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line. That's 131255. You're with Peter Vlahos. This is Sports Day WA. For Toolmart, the complete tool centre. Serving WA for over 45 years.